You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Her Leadership Coach, where we're going to talk about why having fun at work is indeed important work. So over the last week, I had what some might call a little bit too much fun running Christmas digital bingo, among other digital Christmas activities for anyone from the organization that wanted to join in. I pulled together five activities on an electronic whiteboard called Miro, although you could do this on any electronic whiteboard. Um, So we could run one activity a day with the main one being Christmas bingo and that ran across the whole week. Most of the activities were based on existing templates because I really don't like reinventing any wheels and there's some really good templates on Miro, but we had the make a snowman activity, Uh, We got people to add photos to their holiday bucket list, some interesting things people are going to get up to this holidays, and we even got people dressing some little gingerbreads. Honestly, so cute. The snowmen people created were like just fantastic. I wonder about some people's brains. Um, They ranged from there was a snow Grinch, there was one snowman that had gone to the dark side that was all in black with a lightsaber. There was even an Aussie snowman and for those of you listening that aren't from Australia, Christmas here is pretty darn hot. There is no snow for miles around. So this picture was a melted circle of snow simply with a carrot sitting on top. It was hilarious. Very well done. Um, The bingo game though had to be my favorite. It was so funny. The competition going on, I had no idea how competitive my organization was um, at all levels. It was funny. There was some friendly rivalry, a lot of ribbing along the way, and uh, a lot of restraint needed to not cover numbers for someone else who hadn't turned up for a while because I was calling the numbers across the day. So if they hadn't been there across the day, you could see they needed to cover their numbers and they just hadn't done it. It took all my restraint to not do it. Uh, The bingo took the whole week before we got our first winner Um, and even when we got our first winner that was not without its drama which just added to the fun in my opinion. So I said I'd do a quality assurance check for, for any winners that we had to make sure that they were indeed winners and the first one had accidentally covered up one of the numbers prematurely and so I had to yell stop the presses it like it was funny it really was funny. So you can probably hear how much fun I had and really all of the people that were participating, you could see even in a virtual world how much fun they were having. It was a real buzz for an end of year activity. Uh, And for those that were lucky enough to go on holiday at the end of Friday, like what a way to end the year, right? Some of us have to go back for another week, but still. (laughs) Um, Now, I know that there are some leaders that are going to be thinking this kind of thing is frivolous. And that, you know, there's more important work to be done. And maybe that's even you, my dear listener. I don't think it will be because if it is, you probably wouldn't be following me. However, here's what I know. Having fun at work 
is not just good for our mental health as employees, which let's face it, that's always been super important, but lately it's getting a lot more airtime than it ever has. Uh, and I think probably needs some more genuine empathy behind it, but that's that's a whole other story. But having fun is not just good for our mental health. It also turns out it's good for your team and for the organization as a whole. So this week, I want to jump into three benefits of having fun at work. I also want to touch on how you might be able to introduce fun into your team as a leader, whether you're in a leadership role or not. Uh, And I'm going to end with a couple of caveats and some announcements. So stick with me right to the end. Alrighty, first benefit up for grabs is that fun leads to an increase in productivity, which some people are going to not believe, but there was an experiment conducted by the Social Market Foundation at the University of Warwick Center for Competitive Advantage in the Global Economy. Uh, Yeah, doesn't that sound like a fun place to work? Um, So they randomly selected 700 people and either showed them a series of 10-minute comedy videos or gave them a few nice refreshments. What they found is for those who received the fun stuff, their productivity increased by an average of 12% and in some cases as high as 20%. I mean... That's up to an extra day's work at the end of the week, which is not too shabby, right? So, you know, spending an hour or two having fun throughout the week, you're still going to end up ahead in the productivity stakes. I definitely felt the surge of energy across this last week while conducting these activities and seeing all the fun and being part of all the fun. And I felt that energy in the other pieces of work I was doing. It really did lift me up. So for my huge sample size of one, I'm going to agree with the research on this one. All right, second benefit of having fun at work is it increases your ability to learn. And this one is important to me because I'm all about lifting capability. There's a university called Loma Linda, um, and they did a study that found that participants who laugh their way through a 20-minute video also improve their learning ability by 40%. I'm like, what? How does that happen? Well, I looked into it and last week I talked about dopamine. Uh, And if you missed that episode and want to know whether an introvert or an extrovert makes a better leader, you better take a listen to episode 22. Anyway, out of the many other things dopamine does, one is to enhance your intention and increase your focus wherever you happen to be giving it. And another is to increase motivation. So increase focus, increase motivation, better learning outcomes, right? It also makes learning feel pleasurable and rewarding, which we know dopamine is really good for. So if you mix fun with learning, your brain is going to tell you to do more of it because it wants more of that dopamine hit. So there you go. Now, I believe learning is a key part of being a leader. Uh, you want to be what we refer to at work as a learn-it-all rather than a know-it-all. And we all know some of those know-it-all leaders, right? So how might you bring more fun into learning, either for yourself or your team? Well, icebreakers are a simple way to bring fun into learning, right? We've all been there. 
they don't even have to be just at the start of a workshop. You can have another one after returning from a break just to get that dopamine back up again. But you need to make sure the icebreakers are fun for everyone and like there's no embarrassing things that need to happen in these. I've seen some terrible icebreakers in my time. Uh, you could also make a game out of learning like... Um, what about what about adding in a learning bingo card seeing as I've got them on my mind today maybe coming up with squares to cross off as a team in a learning situation like say you're in a virtual group training you could have squares like uh, who hasn't spoken in a while or you're on mute um, and then whenever someone says those phrases, you get to cross off your square. And uh, if you've all got your squares in random order, maybe you make it the first person to get a line wins. So you'll need to get creative with this one. Maybe involve all of the team sort of coming up with what is often said in your virtual trainings it would be a very funny um, bingo game. You could make a crossword puzzle out of the questions and answers that you're wanting to remember in your learning. This would have been a good thing to know at school, wouldn't it? But there are websites now that will turn a list of words you give it into a crossword. You don't even have to do the work behind this. Or you can use those find a word um, puzzles. There's websites that turn a list of words into one of those as well. It's very simple these days. It could be introducing fun into learning is as simple as watching a funny video, even if it's unrelated to the content before you get started. I think this would really work if the material you're going to be learning is dry, but necessary. Um, at least it's going to help you remember the stuff if it doesn't make it more enjoyable at the time. You could also introduce fun by making your note-taking into some drawings rather than simply writing. It not only adds a bit of creativity, it's far more fun to look back on than just a page full of words. Well, at least it is for me. I love seeing little doodles and drawings that symbolize what it is I'm learning. Of course, I did have to get over the whole I'm a really bad drawer mindset because, yeah, I'm not the greatest. But this is not about entering an art contest, people. It's about committing your learning to memory in a fun way so we can do these things. Okay, that's just a couple of ideas. Um, but it's really about finding the ideas that work for you and your team. When you do, let me know. I'd love to share your story of having fun in a future episode and that'll help others come up with more ideas for themselves. Now, the third and final benefit for this episode is that having fun as a team increases your feeling of connection to the team. When you share a laugh and not one of those, oh, the boss said something trying to be funny, I better laugh at this, not that, but like a genuine laugh as a team, nothing seems quite so bad. Even in, in the middle of some really heavy work or, you know, strong, tight deadlines. Again, dopamine comes into play with this one. It helps increase our empathy for others, which makes us more willing to adapt to their needs, which creates more team harmony. Now, this in turn increases the level of engagement that we have in our job right so employee engagement is basically how enthusiastic and connected you are to your organization 
And the more people are engaged with their organization, the lower turnover they have and the higher level of productivity. It's quite interesting when I think about this one and look back over my career because I remember having a manager that really was quite hopeless at like just people really in general. But even with their lack of connection to me and the team as people, I still remember feeling, I guess, engaged as an employee, connected to the organization because the rest of the team and I had fun. We really just made our own fun. So the manager was definitely not in the line when they were handing out funny bones. Um, There was not much humor there at all. But as a team, we shared jokes, we shared funny memes, we celebrated events like birthdays or when someone new started or when someone was leaving. Uh, They normally came with cake and popcorn. Popcorn was a staple for one person in particular that only wanted to eat popcorn. Um, I remember once I even bought those popper things in. I don't know if you know what poppers are, but like they're in a little container. You pull the string. It makes a really loud bang and confetti spills out. Well, I bought a pile of them into one of our meetings where we were celebrating the end of a particularly difficult project that we had delivered pretty damn well, if I do say so myself. Um, and, you know, like that was a laugh. It was fun. We were we were shut behind a door um, and I'm still quite sure the whole floor heard us popping these poppers. Um, but it added some fun to our day and brought us together as a team. Now, I will add for clarity, we didn't exclude the manager in any of this. They they were there. They just didn't really involve themselves in any of it. They certainly didn't instigate any of it. They just sort of showed up and then left. Um, it wasn't through lack of trying. We did try and keep them involved. Um, but sometimes some people just, that's not where they're at and that's okay. Uh, back to the dopamine. It also increases your empathy for others which I mentioned, and that makes feedback easier to both give and receive, which really helps the team to learn and grow, right? You get more out of a a team when they're willing to listen to or give feedback. Okay, so that's three benefits. Increase productivity, increase your ability to learn, and increase team cohesiveness. Hopefully by now you're having lots of thoughts about how you're going to add more fun into your workplace and you now have a business case ready for the boss if they're not immediately on board. There are a couple of quick caveats before you race off. One, it's important to note that having fun at work isn't for everyone, like I said with my previous manager. So focus on making fun safe. So like I mentioned before, don't make it embarrassing for anybody and don't force people to participate. Hopefully, if they see that you're having fun, they'll want to get involved. There is another way to help them. Get them involved in designing the fun activities and that might help motivate some of the more reluctant employees. Uh, and, and probably make the activities genuinely fun for everyone. The second caveat, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. There is research into what makes a team effective. And it shows if you spend too much time, too much time on fun and experiences, then your performance and productivity may suffer. 
In my experience, though, I don't think most of us are at risk of that. Do you? Thanks for joining me this week. There are just a few announcements I wanted to add to today's episode. The first is, depending on when you're listening to this, we're quickly heading into the Christmas break, which is exciting. I really hope you have a fun and, well, if you need it, a very restful break planned. The Her Leadership Coach team is taking a few well-deserved weeks off. Uh, We'll be back with season two towards the middle of January with, I might add, a very special episode where I talk to Ryan Gottfriedson and he is the author of a book called The Elevated Leader, uh, which is very much aligned with what I teach in the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy. So don't miss that episode. As long as you're subscribed to the podcast, that interview will turn up in your feed next year when it's ready to go. I also want to invite you to a free workshop I'm running that will help you wrap up 2022 in a bow and get you ready to unpack 2023 to see what it holds for you. You can join us live if you are listening to this before Tuesday 20th December 2022. It will be running at 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time or if you're listening to this after that date, I can send you through the workbook so you can do some reflection in your own time. Simply email me rochelle at herleadershipway.com and I'll let you know how you can join in. If you want to add a little bit more fun into your leadership journey, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? I will pop the link for that in the show notes. And if you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you could rate and leave a review for the show, I would really appreciate it. Until next year, continue to lead the way her way. Mm -hmm.